Are you ready to embrace a little stillness? Some rest for your soul today. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast, where we stop and study God's words and encourage one another to know Him better and love Him more. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. We are in the middle of a series entitled, Five Holy Habits of the Christian. So far, we have looked at the good habits of Bible reading, prayer, and rest. Welcome to episode 52. Today, we are going to talk about developing the holy habit of service. Sharon, what are some of your favorite and least favorite ways to serve as a Christian? (laughs) Oh, that's a fun question. Yeah. (laughs) Well, favorite ways would have to be serving with my mouth. And my ears. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's what works for me. My hands, not so much. (laughs) Obviously, I like words. Mm. So doing this podcast is a blast. We have so much fun. We really do. We probably laugh too much, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm enjoying myself. It's a good thing. It is fun. Um, Speaking at retreats. I love speaking at retreats Mm. and events. And then writing as well about the Lord Jesus, which is using words in a different way. Not out of my mouth, but out of my hand, I guess. (laughs) And the huge gift of salvation, speaking about the huge gift of salvation is just my joy. I love sharing the gospel message. I love it. Mm. And then I like to encourage with words too. I like hearing people's stories. So that's using my ears, I guess. Mm. Sitting down with a cup of tea and pondering life with someone is life giving to me. Mm, I love love it. And hopefully it is for them too. (laughs) So, and I love having people in my home. That's another thing that I really enjoy. Whenever we moved in the military and Mm. then when we settled here in Dover, Ray and I have a a tradition. I just take ordinary olive oil and I anoint our doorposts with a little cross. And then we pray and we just say, Lord, this home is yours. It is yours. You fill it with your love and your presence. And in the name of Jesus, stop anything evil right at that door. Don't let them in. So the people that are in our home know your presence, Lord. So, and... It's just it's just a thing we do. I yeah, love anointing a, a new house so with oil. Special. Yeah, what a special <laughs> Done it a thing. Lot of times. Dedicated to God. Yeah. yeah. It's his. It's his. That's really so, cool. And then when people come over, mm. Ray's mom always had little presents on our bed, a little bag of presents. My so goodness. every time, if you ever stay at my house, yeah. you'll get a present. Oh, how fun. Yes. <laughs> and I have so much fun filling them and I write a little note. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. So that that's joyful service for me. That yeah. is fun because it has to do with words and talk and hanging out with people, which is fun. Okay, so what I dislike... Yeah, what do you not like? I never want to be the one to clean up, (laughs) ever. I don't want to wash the dishes. I don't want to sleep the the floors. I I can't even say the word sweep. It's so distressing to you. (laughs) I don't. The other day, I was at uh, an if gathering at our church. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So at the end, I, I talk to all the people, and they're gone, and there's just people working. And I'm standing there feeling super guilty that I'm not working. So I said, oh, I'll take these baskets downstairs. I can help. Yeah. So I'll, this simple job, right? right? Carry three baskets down the stairs. Well, someone talks to me on the stairs mm-hmm. and says, oh, you've lost weight. And I, I turned around with a laugh on the stairs because it was fun. She thought that. <laughs> the baskets flew out of my arms, and I broke oh. one of them. Oh, no, Sharon. Oh, no. <laughs> so I rest my case. I should not be allowed so to help. people. And yes, yes, it's just people. <laughs> people is your gift. So anyways, how about you? <laughs> 
I love that. <laughs> well, Sharon, I have always loved babies and children. Always oh, that your always, place. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since I was mm-hmm. little, little. I started babysitting when I was 10 years old. And I would I was helping in the nursery as soon as I was possibly old enough to be. Aww. Always in nursery. Yeah. And um, teaching Sunday school class for the younger kiddos, like first and second grade. I just love kids. They're just so Sweet. fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. also love to sing. And it's I really enjoyed serving in choir and being part of a worship team, you know. Um, I don't mind serving or helping with hospitality things, but my gift is not in thinking up how to do it well. (laughs) It's definitely not my gift to carry out a plan or an idea to the end. You know, like having to come up with a lesson plan to teach or having to do any sort of administrative paperwork or really organized planning is just the worst for me. Is it? To sit and like... Oh, it's so hard. And like keep track of things in record. It's not my gift <laughs> at all. I love, I'd much rather help someone who's already organized and who's already come up with a good system or just help with ideas or help problem solve. I love helping them do right. it. Just not but, planning it yourself. Yeah. Or teach yeah. something already planned. You know, I'm so thankful that you come up with the podcast plan and I can just come alongside <laughs> you and add my thoughts and just chat with you. <laughs> it's such a perfect partnership it because is. every once in a while I've thought, wouldn't, like, would Nicole like to do more? I'm always coming up with the ideas, and you're telling me right now. No, Nicole no, would not like to do more. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'd be very happy for you to continue coming up with the ideas. Yeah, because well, you'll come up with an idea. I'm like, oh, this is great. We've just been reading about this. This is perfect. So I think God inspires you with the ideas that I, you know, would offer. So Isn't perfect. that wonderful? It's God great. is so good. He, he really is. is. He he pulled us together. I've always known <laughs> I that. I know. He absolutely <laughs> did. So, well, all right. Oh. Well, today we're going to talk about serving and mm. how to make a habit of serving. It's kind of easy to get lazy in this area, yeah. I think, Nicole. We get so busy with our own lives and jobs, and reaching out and serving others just seems too much at times. Okay, yeah. And yet God's really clear that our job as Christians is to use the gifts He has given us in service to others. Mm-hmm. It's not an option. <laughs> That's why He gave them to us. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the various ways we are to serve today and how we can create a habit of serving. We're going to read several short passages of scripture and talk about three areas of serving and how to develop good habits in those areas. So Nicole, you are going to start us off, please, with our first area of serving. Mm -hmm. Well, this first one is probably the most obvious one, (laughs) but service in our area of gifting. Mm -hmm. We are given gifts from God and are asked to use them for the good of others in order to draw people closer to Jesus. I'm going to read from 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you will do, bring the glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I love that. And don't you love that if you have the gift of speaking, speak, not necessarily go carry baskets downstairs and break them. (laughs) It's like we all have a function in the church. And if we all do our function, Mm. life goes better. We had a slogan in a church in Germany that we belonged to, and it was this. They'd have a list of things to do in the church. If everybody does something, no one has to do everything. Oh, that's good. Isn't that good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's my something? Right. You know, and your something is worship. You sing Mm. in the worship team and you do a beautiful job with it. And I love it. And my something is Ray and I lead a home group Mm. and we do Welcome Center. 
Mm-hmm. And I do the welcoming part and Ray stays centered and makes sure that, you know, the walkie-talkies are on and all that, you know? Yes. Do well together. Very important jobs to do. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's neat. Well, I just, and it, when he mentions the gift he's given, like do the gift of speaking, speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Helping others, do it with the strength and energy that God supplies. So he yes. doesn't leave us alone. He's like, okay, you speak, you serve, you do this. Now go ahead and do it. He still supplies the energy and the yeah, strength to do these I gifts he's that. given us. Right, yeah, Right. He equips us to do what he's yes. called us to do. So don't panic. He's going to give us right. energy to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now he won't give us energy to do everything because we shouldn't be. Right. And we talked about that last week when we talked about rest. Yes. We're not to do it all. It's a portion for our part to do. Right, right. And how sweet that usually, I mean, I think always, you, you find the joy in yeah. the gifts you like. It's right? true. I mean, I love talking. There's so much joy so in fun. serving where you're supposed to be serving. Yes, you know? exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, well, this also tells me that we need to use our gifts to build God's kingdom. Mm. We can't just make speeches of our gift of speaking. We need to speak about God. <laughs> <laughs> and the helping can't be just helping. It needs to point to God. So, all right, how do we make this a habit? Mm. Um, I think we need to, or this requires sitting with God and asking him how he wants us to use our gifts for him, not just for ourselves, you know. It's easy to do, to just do what we're good at, but to surrender that gift and to look in our local church body for a place to serve or a ministry we feel called to, this is what makes the distinction between being good at something, I think, or using our gifts for God and for his glory and not our own. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we learn what our gifts are. And episode 39, if anybody wants to read more mm. or hear more, yeah. Living Out Our Purpose talks about that, all the different gifts of the spirits. Yes. So yeah, go back, fun. listeners, and hear episode 39 <laughs> if you want to know what your gift is. Yeah. But once you know what your gift is, mm-hmm. all right, this is my gift. How do I use it? How can you use I it? can't use it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I can't speak everywhere. Ray and I have a very firm rule about how many nights a year I can be mm-hmm. away. Good. 14. That's it. No more than 14. Yeah. So I have to limit myself because I can not rest then. Yeah. But where can I serve in my area of gifting? Mm-hmm. And, that's, that's and then do it. So yeah. that's how we make it a habit. Okay. I'm going to talk about the second area of service, which is much harder. <laughs> because sometimes we have to serve when it's hard. Mm, yeah. You know, we just do. Yeah. So I'm going to read from Mark 10, 35 to 45. Jesus teaches about serving others. Service when it's hard. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came over and spoke to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do us a favor. What is your request? He asked. They replied, when you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Oh, yes, they replied. We are able. They had no clue, did they? No idea. (laughs) Then Jesus told them, you will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with my baptism of suffering. Mm. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. Mm. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Mm. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. 
For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Nicole, Jesus is so countercultural, isn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty normal to want to rise up and be important someday. I mean, what are you going to be when you grow up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be successful. <laughs> and yet, a call to leadership as a Christian is basically a call to servanthood, mm. big-time servanthood, even when it's not fun. I've helped people move and help clean houses, not because that's fun for me, <laughs> it's not, but because there have been times when God has called me to serve them. Right. If a home group member is moving that Ray and I lead in, yeah. we help them move. Yeah. We just do. That's what we're supposed to do. That's not serving in my area of giftedness. Right. That's serving as a servant leader. Mm. And that's what I'm supposed to do. That's good. Yeah. So, um, so that's important. Um, can you think of a time for you when it's um, not been as easy to serve as others, <laughs> but that you felt God called you to do it? Yeah, it's hard to serve, you know, anytime you have little kids. I've struggled with trying to balance that out. But I think one of the harder times was when I was asked to lead the nursery committee. Um, I knew it'd be a challenge for me, and I would really need God to really help me. And he supplied by giving me a really great team. Um, I've already mentioned earlier that paperwork and organizing and administrative tasks are not my natural gift. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So having to come up with all these procedures and protocols for the nursery was very difficult for me. And I constantly worried that something was going to be forgotten because it wasn't in my scope of thinking to include all of that, you know, Mm -hmm. safety procedures. So God really did provide an amazing group of people, though, including some who are very gifted with paperwork and safety measures and things I never would have thought of on my own. So God really blessed that time of serving him. Um, that was a little bit out of my natural gift. By giving you people to come alongside yes. where it was their gift. Isn't that the coolest? Yeah, because my heart was children and nursery and the babies and snuggling, right. not organizing it, but God's like, it's okay. There's people There's that can, people help, that you can help you with that. Yeah. So good. for that season, it worked. Yeah. I'm so glad. And that's the church at its best, isn't I it? When know. everybody's doing what they're supposed yes. to. <laughs> and this, by the way, is also why I have such a large team. Whenever yeah. I get a job I don't want. <laughs> Lord, send me. Send me someone who thinks it would be fun. Yeah. But you that's know? the key, though, because there's joy in serving where God calls you. Yes. And you never want to serve God out of drudgery or no. like, oh, well, if no, no one else is going to do it, I better do it. Exactly so. Yeah. I want every member of our team in Sweet Seal Ministries to be in their sweet spot. Yes. Because then it's a joy. And then they're really good at what they're doing because they love it. Yes. So it's good. So, okay, Sharon, how do we develop the habit of serving in the hard areas? Back to the hard areas. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think it's having what I call the unclenched fist Mm. with our time and our agendas. You know, right after the section that I just read about, you know, James and John wanting to sit on the right and left hand, and Jesus saying, whoa, you got this Actually. wrong. You need to be a servant. If you want to yeah. lead, you have to serve. Jesus demonstrates it because he has an unexpected interruption in his day. Yeah. So let's pick the story up again, Mark 10, verse 46. So he's talked to them. He's, he's told them, uh, you are not going to sit at my right hand. You need to serve. And then they reached Jericho, it says in verse 46. And as Jesus and his disciples left the town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, parentheses, son of Timaeus, was sitting, (laughs) nice to know, (laughs) was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, 
son of David, have mercy on me. I could just see it. They're all like, would you be quiet? Don't interrupt the Jesus. Yeah. But when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Isn't it funny how they changed hey, no. the term? Oh, oh yeah, oh. cheer up. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's okay. I guess Jesus wants to talk to you. So Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came hmm. to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. Hmm. And Jesus <laughs> said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. So here's Jesus in a discussion with his disciples. Yeah. Looks like he's busy, and everybody's like, leave him alone, he's busy. But Bartimaeus had a need, and it was kind of an immediate need. Mm. Jesus wasn't going to just happen by Bartimaeus over and over again. Mm. This was his one shot, right. and he wasn't going to let anything get in the way of it. So he didn't worry about being um, socially polite. Right. He shouted his brains out. <laughs> I love <Jesus>. Bartimaeus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So sometimes we need to have an unclenched fist with our day. Mm. And that's why I think, like we talked about in the prayer episode, the, mm. the thy will be done in the morning is yeah. so important. We need to be interruptible. Mm. We absolutely need to be interruptible. This happened a lot to me when dad was living with us. <laughs> um, he would wake me up in the middle of his night, uh, of the oh, night, and yeah. I, I had to wake up. Mm, you know, I so couldn't tough. just leave him. Right. He needed me, and I had to go. Mm. So... Um, we need to be willing to do that. Mm. Every once in a while, though, Nicole, I do have to say, I had times in the care for dad when I literally couldn't help another person yes. because I was <clears throat> totally tapped out. And in oh, those yeah. cases, I just prayed and I said, give them to someone else, Lord. You know I can't do this. Right, right. And trusted that someone else would be able to do it. Yeah. So, But mostly... I think I should start my days with those open palms, willing to accept divine appointments mm. that look an awful lot like interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Oh, that last sentence you said is so convicting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sharon, I struggle an awful lot with interruptions and having, you know, the mindset instead that they're divine appointments from God can really change my heart on unexpected, unexpected opportunities to help. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Call it that instead. But this is especially uh, important during the harder seasons of life when we have a full day of caregiving ahead, you know? Um, looking after your sweet dad gamble, or for me, caring for an infant or other littles can make it very hard to accept any other calls to physically serve for a time. But I think that even if we can't personally help out or physically go and help move, um, we can always find help, you know? That's true. Like maybe yeah. in that season, God just wants us to help connect people like, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't help you move or help you do that. But my friend can, I know that she was just saying she's praying for an opportunity mm -hmm. to serve. So yeah. we can still do something. And not to forget that we are serving when we're taking care of the people God well, has exactly. given us, you know? Exactly. So we have to really walk in the spirit on all yeah. of these when there's an, a, a divine interruption. Yeah. And, and do what we can. <laughs> yes. Do what we can. And then give it to Keep God the if we can't do what we want to do. Yeah. And then what we can't do, connect. I yeah, like that. That's good. I like that. Connect. So, all right. So our last category of serving is service with our finances. Sharon, this is something we are all required to do, and for some, it's even an area of gifting where it's their favorite thing to do. But whether it's a favorite or not, God <laughs> wants us to give financially to those in need, as well as with our words and our helping hands. 
I'm going to read a passage from 2 Corinthians 9, 1 through 15. The collection for Christians in Jerusalem. <clears throat> so I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem. For I know how eager you are to help, and I've been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. But I'm sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready, as I have been telling them, and that your money is still collected. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. We would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian believers came with me and found you weren't really ready after all I had told them. So I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promise is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Mm. As scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor their good deeds will be remembered forever. <clears throat> for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, mm. too wonderful for words. I love it. <laughs> it's really neat. This passage provides a really good balance for giving, I think. Yes. There are some people that have that true gift of giving, you know, mm -hmm. and some to, you know, and seem to always know who's in need and provide just the right gift for them. But that doesn't exclude someone like me who may not be as aware of those needs from, you know, for giving if the opportunity comes up. Um, it's also really helpful to remember that everything I have comes from God. Yes. <laughs> it makes it much easier to share with others and give cheerfully what he has given to me. Yes, you're right. We've got to remember that it's all his to begin with anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I really actually wrestled with which, what to call this podcast. Mm. Um, should I have called it um, the holy habit of serving or the holy habit of giving? Oh, because great. they both fit. Mm -hmm. We give of our time when yes. we serve in our areas of giftedness and we give of our money. Right. Or we serve with our money and we serve with our time. So mm. I don't know. Interchangeable there. Yeah, yeah, they kind of are. But a very important part of being a Christian and a holy habit of being a Christian is giving. Yes. Is being willing to give of ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, if someone needs our car, we have two cars. We have let people use our car, yes. for example, because we didn't need it all the time. Mm. Um, you know, if somebody needs a warm winter coat, and I have two. Yeah, I should be giving that winter coat to them, right? That reminds me of that little phrase. I'm pretty sure it's VeggieTales. It said, if you have two to share, you have one to spare. You have one to spare. It's such a good thing yes, to remember. It is. Like, well, I don't know. It helps us not hoard and be greedy. It does. It does. <laughs> we developed um, over the years what we call our tithe slush fund. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
fun name. Tell me about it. We got a slush fund. Um, basically, all it is is um, a little bit of extra money that we save every month yeah. for unexpected stuff. Not necessarily yeah. the, you know, we give to missions, we give to the church, right. you know, the stuff where you get the tax receipts. Yes, your regulars. That the you- tithe <laughs> slush fund, there, there are no tax receipts for. <laughs> but there are just little fun, generous things for people oh, that yeah. need a lift. Yes. You know, that I think bless blesses God's heart oh, when yeah. we can just do it. And um, so we just have this little fund and we're like, ooh. We could we could help them out. We could send them groceries for a week. Wouldn't oh, that be yeah. fun? You know, because they're going through a hard time. Or we could pay for somebody to clean their house mm. because Sharon never wants to clean a house. <laughs> Let's pay someone to clean their house. Oh, then she won't break anything in their house. <laughs> oh, but that's so. And isn't it like you're telling me about this, and you are just lit up with joy. It's so fun to bless others it It really is is, especially when they're having a hard time and if god puts it on your heart and you respond generously like he asks us to we get so much out of it too (laughs) but you hear me in this i've scheduled the money in advance i am such a scheduler have we noticed this about me let us schedule spontaneous money But it's there then. You but kind of have to. It's there. Yeah, right. well, I feel like if I, I had the gift of faith, I would just <laughs> give the money for my own groceries to them, oh, right? That's but, true. We could do that oh, too. Oh, I don't do but... that. No. I save up to be spontaneous. <laughs> but God knows. And he works with each of us in our gifts. And he he's does. Like, it's still a blessing, whether he it's does. scheduled or unscheduled. <laughs> so, so, okay. So how do we make this a habit? How mm. do we make giving money, giving time a habit, Nicole? Yeah. What do you think? I think it's, you know, like any habit, we need to be intentional. So, you know, planning out that spontaneous Maybe money. It's helpful. I That's think it's good. <laughs> but I think if we're all intentional about making this a priority in our life, um, it'll make us more aware and we'll be on the lookout for people in need, you know? Yes. And God will point out the ones for us to help. We're not supposed to save the world, right. but he will point out the ones to help. Um, and I think if we all took some time to just sit with God and pray about it or sit with a friend who knows us well, that can help us understand what our gifts might be if we don't know yet um, and talk about where our desire to serve might be and then find a place to serve. Yes. Um, I was also checking with your church or a ministry dear to your heart. Things may seem to be running well, and you may feel like, oh, they don't need me, you know? That is a lie. Don't believe it. Amen. <laughs> Preach. There, there's always a place to serve. Yes. And you might be a huge blessing to someone who has been waiting for a replacement before they step down for a break. You know what? That often happens. Yeah. Someone is serving and serving well, but they're tired. And they just don't want to, they don't want to leave until someone right. you know, rises up next. Like, well, we'll do one more year. Yeah. yeah. And so then the next check. someone is is like, well, they look like they don't need They're me. They're doing a great job. They don't. Oh my goodness. You're always needed. Yeah. If Satan everybody does something, lie. that's right. Yep. No one has to do everything. Yeah. We all need to do our somethings. Yes. We need to guard our rest so yes. that we serve out of strength and joy, yep. but we do need to serve. And and with the giving, um, you know, we tithe. You don't have to tithe nowadays, but, but we're to give... Uh, a set amount to yes. our church and to different causes. And so we, we set it aside mm. and that's another habit. It, it is, just yeah. becomes what we do. Yeah, you know, we don't even think about it. Paycheck goes into the, you know, the right. bucket for right. God and right. it's a habit in our, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I might've talked about this in a previous podcast. I can't remember, but, <laughs> but Ray, Ray said 10% when we first got married because yeah. he did not grow up in a church and right. he's like, 
we can't give 10%. Right. And I'm like, but we're supposed to give 10%. <laughs> Who says that? It was a little bit of a marital moment there yeah, as we discussed it. Um, so we didn't because mm. he didn't want to. And then he heard a sermon that convicted him. But because Ray is a cautious fellow, mm. we, we, it took us a year to work up to it. We gave 1%. Oh, my goodness. And then we gave 2%. Then we gave oh, I love him. Until we got up. <laughs> He's so cute. But Aww. we got up to our little 10%. Yes. And now it's standard. So yeah. it doesn't even... You know, it's just, it is what it is. It's oh. become that habit. But I love that God worked in his heart yes. slowly. He doesn't expect perfection right away no. or this amount. He no. just give generously what right. God With has a placed on your heart. heart. And, and at that point, yeah. it was 1% for Ray. Right. And then it was 2% he could give generously. Right. You know? Yes. And by the time we got up to 10%, he was fine. And now yes. I got a slush fund. Whoa, right. baby. <laughs> now you're good to go. So, so start your habit slowly. Yeah. <laughs> but then um, keep it a habit. Yes. This is why they're called habits. Mm. These are the rhythms in life that Christians should have. Yes. Bible reading, prayer, mm. rest, giving or yes. serving. You know, we've got one more. So, but let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, you have been so generous with us. You came not to be served, but to serve. Mm. You gave your life. Everything we have is yours. The time we have left on earth is, is the time you give. So forgive us when we have clenched fists. Mm. Would you show each of us, Lord, where you would have us serve in the areas of gifting, the times when we have to serve where it's hard, in our finances? Father, we seek you, not a formula. We seek you to uniquely show each one of us how to serve well. Help us to make it a habit, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I've certainly been given a lot to think about in the area of service. How about you? We love comments. <laughs> Write us and tell us what's hard for you about serving and what comes easily. Let's talk about this holy habit together. You can write us at sweetsela.org slash podcast. If you'd like to join our podcast partner group, you can start a monthly donation by going to sweetsela.org slash donations and write podcast partner in the comments. We love sending out our monthly news by email to all who partner with us in this adventure of exploring the Bible, Bible via our podcast. Our last holy habit will be unpacked next week. Come on back for another chat as we look at holy habit number five in episode 53, fellowship. We'll talk about going to church and why it's important. And also we'll look at the wounding that happens sometimes at church. You won't want to miss this. Until then, let's watch for opportunities to serve, friends, and to glorify our Lord Jesus as we do so. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.